0: Okay, so we are four lines from the bottom on Sadi Gimel Ahmed Bey's 93A. And uh, we're on on an interesting subject. Um, When a woman is told that her husband died, uh, what testimony does she need to remarry? Does she need one witness? Does she need two witnesses? Does it have to be a formal witness or can it be hearsay? So that was the previous discussion about uh, the previous Mishnah, really, about when a woman wants to remarry, what kind of testimony is needed? And we threw in a very interesting svara. It's called which is that if her husband's coming back, she really doesn't want to take a new husband. It uh, won't end well, because not only will she have ruined her old marriage, uh, she won't be able to continue in uh, her new marriage. And uh, if she has any children with her, uh, what she thinks is her new husband, when she finds out her old husband is alive, her new children would be Mamzerim. And uh, nobody wants to do that. Uh, and so uh, we trust Isha, uh, a woman. Um, when you meet a determined Jewish woman, the, the Jewish women are the ones that uh, kept us going in Mitzrayim in Egypt. Uh, they, uh, when they have their heart set to something, uh, there's nothing more powerful than that. So it's the Jewish woman is going to be careful to if, uh, make sure that if the, the story is correct. That, that was the basic concept. But now the Gemara is going to throw out a new twist today. What about uh, to marry her husband's brother? In other words, if the rumors are that her husband died and she didn't have any children and she needs Mor Khalitza, what kind of testimony does she need now, their life is held up. The husband disappeared. They haven't heard from him for a long time. And all of a sudden, they hear, well, maybe he died. So the question is, uh, would she be believed to say she needs Yibum or not need Yibum? Now, this question is a little more complicated uh, for an interesting reason. <laughs> uh, the Gemara is going to bring in this spara, uh, that she doesn't want to marry the brother. So uh, maybe um, she uh, uh, she would have reason that it shouldn't be a, a case where she would fall to Yibam because um, so the problem is that we never know uh, that if we're totally impartial. In other words, if we have a reason that we want things to turn out a certain way, then somehow the information we gather supports that way. That's the nature of people, and so this that we believe a woman generally to remarry, uh, the question here is, would we believe her to fall to Yibom or not to fall to Yibom? So uh, let's, let's see the Gemara. And again, we're going to throw open that subject of when uh, belief is used and not used. the uh, Amri, four lines from the bottom. To just believe a woman to remarry, that's not our question. Dafilo we don't even need any witnesses. She's believed that Tanani Isha Shamra, a woman comes in front of us and says Mais Bali, she says her husband died. Tinaste, you let her get married. Mais Bali, she let her husband dieabim, she can get Yibum. Those don't either of those questions uh, we would believe a woman on. Kiti T the question is Lamisre Alma. If she wants to testify that her husband died, and she doesn't need Yibam, uh, so then the question would be: Do we believe her? In, in the scenario before, would be where her husband and her son died, and she's testifying that the husband died first. So, and we explain what the issue is. My time, a What is the reason we believed a one witness? Mishum de something that will become revealed if the truth is going to come out sooner or later. You can't say somebody died if he didn't die. So nobody lies about Hakanami lo Here also, uh, this can, somebody might know the truth, and so she's not going to lie. Or maybe time. and dehi The reason you believe her with one witness is we trust a Jewish woman. Daika this is the famous rule, she'll be careful before she gets married. But when we're talking about a woman who wants to get out of ibum, she's not going to be so careful. De Sometimes she doesn't care for her brother-in-law. She's, uh, she hates him. Uh, and as Rashi says, she might hate him, and therefore she very conveniently chooses to believe flimsy information in order to allow her to remarry. So um, that's the way uh, that's the way that has the question. So amr who's um the information that she's getting would be monitor her to the olam to the olum, and yeah. And to avoid evil. Right. What would that information be? That her uh, husband died first and then her son died. Uh huh. this information, so she believes the information that her husband died from. Right. There is a Rashi, the last Rashi on the previous page, Yavama of Alma, uh, a witness that would permit her to marry it's a great word over here. Lashuk means like she can go to the marketplace. She can she can pick out anyone she wants. Uh, she's permitted. Lashuk means she doesn't have to worry limit herself to her husband's brothers. She can she can go on the market. She omale o meis balek, and they told her either that the brother-in-law died and she doesn't have the husband's brothers no longer amongst the living, or her husband died and then mase Um Rashi threw in another scenario, is where they, sometimes they they don't even know if the husband has a brother. Is he still alive? And she's saying, "Oh, no, she's not worried. He died. She's going to remarry, and you know he'll never, uh, you know the." Uh, whereas she didn't check if he's in a nursing home somewhere. Maybe he's still alive, or you know the. So either way, we don't necessarily trust her because she has she's not partial because she doesn't want to end up having to marry him. Um, She doesn't have well she can lock the door in other words she doesn't have to let him in the house um, as far as that but uh, then uh, she has to wait for him to give her uh, to give chalitza and he can put a price on the chalitza well you want chalitza well i want my shirt and she can say well that's bribery i'm not going to do that okay well you won't remarry so quickly like in other words if they don't get along um it won't be easy for her um and uh, there will also be pressure, you know, the mitzvah, maybe you should do it, what's wrong with you, your husband's memory. And so if she really doesn't like the husband's brother, she'll grab at any straw not to have to deal with that. Um, so, Omerlo uh, Sheshis, top line on Sadi uh 94A. so we're going to start bringing proofs about whether we believe the woman on the Yibun aspect. So Omerlo, they told the woman... Uh, they said to her, "We got bad news. Your husband died, and then your son died, uh, venissa, So she says, "Great, but well, not great, but at least she can marry anyone she wants." So she marries anyone she wants, and then and then other witnesses came, and they say, "The order was wrong," and Tate uh, say, "Now she's in trouble. She really was not allowed to get married to Lashuk uh, to anybody." That was the previous case that we mentioned. What was that case? We didn't know the details of that case. Um, so, tre um, if both sets of witnesses were two, two against two, in other words, two witnesses said the order was uh, the husband died first and then the son died. And then later on, two witnesses came and said, it's the opposite. My is Why would you rely on one witnesses? Two and two always cancel each other out. They leave us in doubt. Uh, But if you have at least two witnesses, then, uh, you know, that's uh, why would she have to destroy her current life? Uh, She had decided to believe that her husband, uh, she didn't need Yibam and she remarried and she had kids because someone else said the order was different. Why would she uproot her life like that? And also, uh, why would we call that a mamzer? uh, Why would we call the child that she had from the new husband? a mamzer, the most it would be is a Suffolk mamzer. Maybe it's a mamzer. Because uh, if she has two witnesses that the order was different, so we don't know who to believe. So it'd be a Suffolk mamzer, and it didn't call it a Suffolk mamzer. Sometimes you call a Suffolk mamzer also a mamzer. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't careful in its wording, but the truth is, in the next case, where it says, that we are getting into the details of exactly the status of the kid. We see that we are. So going back to what was that previous case? So again, the previous that case that we're looking at now was where the woman uh, had a husband and a son, and then she gets married that the husband and son died, and she chose to believe witnesses that said that uh, the husband died first, so she didn't need Ebom, which means the husband died first, and she had children at that time. And so therefore, she doesn't fall to Yibum, and she's free to marry. And then later on, they find out different. So our only question is, what's, what was the original information and what's the strength of the new information? So Morris says, it must be el The original information could, must have been only one witness. The Taima and the reason that we throw the whole thing up into the air is Daos Akshuye, two witnesses came against one. And that changes. In other words, one witness is always flimsy. One witness, in the absence of anything else, it's something. But one witness against two isn't going to hold up. But had there not been two, uh, we would have believed her. So basically, and the problem here was that we had two witnesses who were sure that the kid died first, right? So that created all the problems. If we didn't have that, we see from there, there would be belief. So Morris says, Let's, uh, because that's the only way to learn that case, we see clearly that had there not been two witnesses the opposite, we would have believed her uh, to, to not get Yibam. So that's the proof the Gemara wants to bring to our question. The Gemara says, that's not a solid proof. Why? La'olam, you could learn that case uh, was there were two witnesses, tre Utre. So then our question is, why would you believe one witness over the other? She had two witnesses that the husband died first, not the kid. So, Rav, rabacham, yunib, eid, hazama. You, there is a scenario where we believe one witness over the other. That's called eid hazama. In other words, hachanami. Uh, here also, maybe we're talking about eid hazama. Um, so, what does eid hazama I mean? Let's, so, if two witnesses say we we were there, we were the first responders, and we saw the uh, the husband died first, and then the kid, and then two other witnesses said came and no, we were other first responders, and we saw the opposite. Um, so then you're stuck. Then they, they cancel each other out. As we said before, there's no reason to believe one over the other. But what about if two witnesses came and said, we were the first responders and we were there and we saw the, the husband die first, and, the, and then the second witnesses come and say, those guys told you testimony? They weren't even in the room. Uh, they weren't there. And that's called Adi Hazamba, where it's not just that they have different stories, one witness has something to say about the other witness, that the other witness wasn't even there. Uh, they were with us. They weren't at the scene of the crime. And that's a whole discussion, Morimakos, why you believe Adi Hazama, Eidia HaKasha. But the the rule is that when the witnesses are challenged, um, and again, uh, this this scenario where you had that mass murder in Texas, that if you follow, that's what's happening. Like, first you hear, one person says one thing and then the next day someone else says something else and then they challenge the right of the other person was he really there and it takes a while to really get to the what really happened and who was there and who can testify and and what you know what was the real story it's just amazing how the you know how what you think the story is it doesn't always uh stay constant till you get to the real hard proof of what happened uh they, they want to appoint a whole team, like, you know, like there's becoming a major investigation of like, because uh, uh, it's just not simple to arrive at the facts. But uh, if you know for a fact that the people who are testifying weren't there, uh, they had that in a recent thing where somebody claimed to have. Um, witnessed something and they were just looking to be interviewed by the news <laughs> they made up the whole story and they they weren't there And they, you have that those kind of people too and so uh but that's over here the there, what's called hazama would be that uh, since you could learn that's the case this won't help us we want a case to just know what uh, absent anything else Will we believe the woman to remarry and uh we thought we had that case and now we might be talking about a two against two and the second witness has challenged the first Uh, their their credibility. And so if that's true, then the woman would be in a pickle in that case. Okay. So we need to go into Tashma territory, which means, come in here, means that, all right, you've thrown out the issue. Now let's prove it. We thought we'd bring a proof from our previous Mishnah. You can't absolutely prove it from there. We'll have to examine some other cases. Tashma for uh before I do that I want to do an interesting tosus or just start the tosus tosus words are very funny uh not funny just interesting so uh in the previous Gemara, we 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 said that we believe a Jewish woman and we believe in general we believe a person unless they have nigius unless they're not impartial unless they have what to gain they have skin in the game they have a reason why they wanted to turn out a certain way And even if they're a truthful person, then you can't believe their testimony because people tend to believe evidence that supports the result that they like. That's just the nature of it. So in one scenario, we said that she chooses to believe she doesn't need Yibum because she doesn't want to end up with her husband's brother. She never liked him. And we had before, not too long ago, and yesterday's uh, daf, an opposite scenario that she... um, uh, wants to believe that, uh, um, uh, her, that she needs Yibam because uh, she feels safe marrying her husband's brother. Uh, they had President Biden's uh, uh, son marry the wife of the... Uh, one of the sons died, and that wife initially chose to marry uh, the famous Hunter Biden. <laughs> the, uh, but why would she do that? Uh, because he reminded her of her brother. She felt comfortable with that. Didn't didn't work turn out well, but that's the but but there are some some uh, so Tosas question really is does the woman hate her brother-in-law or love the brother-in-law which one is it how do you say both ways well the truth is sometimes you do have but that's really what Tosas is going to say but let's see Tosas Kiti boy lochi avamid yama the Hustam ikula mei martve over there you could say it's more likely a delodayik shapir I'm on the second Tosas sir uh, on Sadi Dalit. Kiti oh, Boy, uh, over there, you could say she didn't look into it so carefully. Mishum de she did, didn't like the brother-in-law, so she really wasn't didn't want to know too much. She was, didn't want to marry him de I we said before, because she loves the brother-in-law, Mishum uh we said before, that you could argue either way, uh, you know, maybe you, maybe it's 50, 50, maybe she loves him, maybe she hates him. I mean, aren't there both? So more said, "Mushum distani le shabik because somebody hates him, she's going to leave out t- more testimony. sinus hasunus me avas I love the way that language reads. It's greater the hatred of the hated than the love of the beloved. A person' hate is a greater motor, motivi- a greater motivation than love. There'll be she'll be more. It's, we, we've, uh, it's more common that she doesn't like the brother-in-law than she does. For o Kashula Shitifula fun of kishona. It's worse for a woman to have to fall and deal with a brother-in-law she hates. I me mean, more than it is than she would like to fall into a brother-in-law that she doesn't mind that she loves. No, she, a, a widow isn't so in a rush to get married even if she doesn't mind the brother-in-law. That's she, she misses her husband. That's not Even if she likes the brother-in-law, that's not the automatic, she's not going to manipulate things to get yibum necessarily. So we're going to stop here. Even if she marries the... She ain't so happy. She's a widow. <laughs> and she could find other people like him or better than him but im but if she's going to be stuck with somebody she dislikes and yokel she won't be safe for him imlo uh, unless she gets khalita from him and he, he's playing hard and you know he's not agreeing and uh, uh, people are going to give her make her seem like she's not a good wife because she doesn't want to keep her husband's memory alive and she really doesn't want to have to be pushed into that marriage so uh, the bottom line, cytosis just throws that out—that uh, the hatred it can be a bigger motivator than love, it's, as far as that. It's not totally that more than love. It's it's that she may not be in such a rush to get married and be so. She it could be she's she's comfortable with the brother-in-law, but that doesn't mean that she necessarily would lo- mis- look into misinformation. But if she hates the brother-in-law, you better believe she's going to be grabbing at straws not to have to deal with him. It's just interesting, as far. It's human nature is just the uh... no, it's it, it, it's actually Miss Daubert. She chose her husband. She didn't choose her husband's brother. And that's being foisted on her whether she likes him or not. Right, 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 right. That that's right. true. That, that that makes sense to me. Uh-huh. It's, more, it's more likely like, you know, I wouldn't have picked you out of out of a you know, a lineup of ten convicts, you know. <laughs> right, that, right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. It just just sounded funny to see it in a but yeah, hate is a mo emot- you know, right. She didn't pick him, that's right. She didn't uh she, she, didn't, she, didn't, uh, she doesn't like having to, to fall, you know, to, because of that, so we can't fully trust her. That's not impartial testimony. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's what Tosa says. Okay, back to the Gemara. So the bottom line is we still want to know, though, what's needed for this woman to remarry, and we are in Toshama territory, so come in here. We're about a third of the way down. Ain't A woman is not believed. That's uh, so the Gemara coming up in a few weeks. A woman is not believed to say, what if she says, well, everybody's saying she has to wait for evil. And she says, oh, her brother-in-law was an old guy. He's dead by now. Again, yeah, the communication in those days was not what it is today. Like, they really didn't have information. Uh, it, people that were in other countries and other places, they, you know, things traveled like they, uh, sometimes like they would get, it, people traveled by wagon and buggy, you know, by horse. You know, the, by, you know, they, so uh, the widow is not believed to say, oh, well, he died. She I want to get married. Velo, mesa achosi. What about if she couldn't get married because this man used to be married to her sister, and she said her sister died. She So he nihu de The woman is not believed to testify that ha But one witness would be believed. It's you know. It's just regular. We need some testimony, but that's not that's impartial. So that seems to be pretty clear from there that one witness is enough. So if that's the case over there, then look at the second part. A man isn't believed to say, my brother died, I'm going to take his wife. In other words, in this case, the man's testifying about his brother, so he can take his wife. He's not believed. Or he wants to say, his wife died, now he can marry his sister. So, who he's not believed, uh, but we would believe one witness. Is that true? In other words, the same way we implied that one witness would work in the first case, then the Resha, will have to imply that one witness would work in the second case. That's, that's reasonable. But the Gemara says, no, isha to believe one witness by a woman, that we know that in general we were willing to accept less than two witnesses to accept, uh, let a woman remarry because we don't want a woman to be stuck. But a man, again, this is before Rebbeinu Gershon, uh, so men had more options. They weren't stuck. So what are you going to say? So we can't be talking about one. You got to, that can't be that case because uh, there's, there's got to be a difference between the criteria for a woman to remarry and a man to remarry. For a man is not necessarily a stuck. So we didn't we didn't relax the criteria for the man. So so the more said key So how do we explain that case? It must be like Reviakiva Ytsrich. So at the hell on Kiva? Yesh Mamzer Uh since Revi Kiva said that if a woman who needs Yibam were to remarry and have a kid, the kid would be a mamzer. Not Revi says. I mean, a mamzer usually is from a woman who's married to someone else. She's not married to someone else but she has Zika with someone else. She was really supposed to get Yidmor Khalitsa from her brother-in-law. And she went and married someone else and had a kid. And Revi Kiva says, that if you have that kind of kid, the kid's going to be tainted. So, Maybe in that case, she's going to be careful because she doesn't want to mess up her kid. Um, basically, it's true that a woman will try to get the story clear for her kids, but not always. Maybe she's past the age of kids. Maybe she's not thinking about having kids. But a woman, for sure, doesn't want to mess up herself. And uh, if it turns out she can't have her second husband, if they find out that she needed yibum or chalitza, again, the question was if she were to uh, not get Yibam and marry her future boyfriend, and then if she found out that she needed chalitza, she'd have to leave. She'd have to leave him. So that she's worried about. But for the kids, not necessarily. So that's telling us that it's really interesting now that this whole daf is about motivation. We're learning that hatred can be a stronger motivation and that people are more motivated about themselves than they are about their future kids necessarily. Okay, that's just... We might have thought it had to be both in order for a woman to be careful or or it's enough if the kids will be messed up. This is saying that the swara of Isha, Daiku, Mintzabo, that the woman will be careful. That's if she'll get messed up. But, But... there are people that don't think about their kids. Every now and then you read about like a drug addict that gets pregnant and the kid is born with Why didn't she worry about that? Not every woman was uh, focused on the kids. Rabbi says, Rabbi wants to throw a new logic out. Uh, forget about bringing proofs from uh, Mishnayis. You can't prove it from a Mishnah directly because we don't know the case. Rabbi says, let's just use logic if you would permit a woman to say that her husband died and I'm going to get married. And if her husband didn't die, she's committing adultery, which is the sin of being cut off. So, to to just be permitted uh, to not get Yibam lo certainly should believe her. If you believe her on heavy-duty uh, things, you should believe her on lighter things. He said he doesn't, he doesn't like that logic. You can prove from her, that um, tarta, yeah, uh we we permit a strong thing that's forbidden, we don't permit a, a lesser thing. Um the uh so uh th- therefore it's a uh, it it doesn't prove anything. Um the uh So Ella ihi uh, what's the reason you don't believe the woman? Kiven since sometimes she hates the brother in la Lodaiukuminsa, one witness also uh, sometimes with one witness, also that's not enough. Okay, so the the Gemara leaves this unproven. What's the minimum testimony for her to remarry? We had this expression before that uh, if I remove the shard, I found the I found the pearl. So he the Gemara here, this is like an insult. He said Reb should have uh, should have said a pearl, and instead he said a piece of shard. <laughs> Uh, this is um, basically he's saying that he taught us something that didn't need teaching. Uh, my the, uh, the what he taught us was that if a woman gets a divorce from someone who's not her husband, she can still marry a kohen. That that divorce uh, uh, that if the uh, the what happened was that she remarried and then she found out her husband was alive and then the person she remarried had given her a divorce, so she could still go back to marry a kohen. Or because that divorce didn't count, so that's kind of a dud that 's kind of obvious that if the divorce is just a divorce for appearances, but it 's not a real divorce that it, so he, he calls that a kaspa that 's a, a shard. What would have been the diamond even if she 's only divorced from the husband that that's considered a divorce behind apostle. This is an unusual case. so we we'll have to get into the laws of divorce for a second. Uh, normally, a get is that she's divorced from this man and free to marry whoever she pleases. That's harat uh, muteris l'kolab. She's permitted. That's what the divorce says. Now, this is a very jealous husband. And he said, gives her a get, and it says, get lost. I'm not going to be married to you. But he says, I'm not going to let you marry anybody else. So... I can't have you, and then no one can have you, right? So that's not a real, that's not a kosher get. So what happens if the husband uh, played toyed with her, and he gave her that non-kosher get, and uh, then he died, and now she wants to marry a kohen, but she was given a get. So is is she a woman who got a get and can't marry a kohen, or that's not a get? So over there, it's not a get. Uh, We're saying that even though she didn't get a full get. She got the get lost from him, but she didn't get the other half. She's permitted to everybody else. She shouldn't marry a Kohen because that has the re'ach chaget. That has the smell of a get. Let's see the rash. Lo disgarsha she'ala me'isha. It's about eight lines up from the bottom. Again, it gets into those, those laws of, of divorce. Um, one thing about Yavamas is we really get an introduction to all the various... Uh, uh, marriage laws that are coming up, whether it's marriage, divorce, ksuva, the, uh, 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 almost all the other masakas will say, we, it sounds familiar because we had it, in the, uh, uh, we'll, it'll get more clear when we get there. But let's see, Rashi. He wrote her again. He wrote the first part. You are divorced from me. Get lost. You are. D- but you better not marry anybody else. Shaloish Gara that's not a total, total divorce, Ella meisha only from the husband. Psula Kahuna imes vetir it's not a complete because she got half a get. A get is really two parts: I am no longer your husband. I'm not going to pay maintenance, you don't have to give me your wages. And then the other part is now, go marry anybody you like. Uh, so this was like half. So even though it's it's not enough, it's enough that she shouldn't marry a Kohen after that. That's called Re'a Chaget, uh, in this case. Uh, now, in a case where she got a get from someone who wasn't her husband, that doesn't even have Re'a Chaget. That, that's totally okay. Okay, that's just a, a minor discussion in the laws of Gittin as we go weiter. New Mishnah. So now this is... The, who gets to travel, right? Before the husband was doing the traveling, now the wife is doing the traveling. Uh, The wife traveled across the seas. They told them, your wife died. She passed away. So, uh, he married her sister. And then the wife comes home. Not good. So, uh, he's actually allowed to go back to her. Very interesting. Now, when he commits adultery, you're not allowed to go back to... uh, a woman a woman's not allowed to go back to her husband if she had relations with a strange man, uh, even if she was divorced and she had relations she 's not allowed to go back. The Torah doesn't like that uh, you know the um, going uh, women being shared with men that just even in, even when she 's divorced but in this case, uh, she thought he died she she married another man, she found out he didn't die. she wants to go back she can't. But what happens if he thought she died, married the sister? And now he found out she didn't die, he could go back. He didn't commit adultery. He, by mistake, married the sister. So in this case, we say moeter So of course, we have to see exactly what the difference is as we turn the page. Um, Now, the question is, was that marriage a marriage? Now, when you marry a woman, you're now forbidden forever to marry that woman's relatives. That's the way marriage works. You're related to the woman that you're married. And so now you have her relative's. Whether you like it or not, uh, they're your relatives because uh, you married her. And if she dies, you're forbidden to marry her relatives. What happens if you didn't marry a woman? Um, then you're not forbidden to her relatives. So over here, uh, let's say the sister has different relatives than the original wife. Uh, he, for a while, he, he, he was married to the sister. And then he found out that there was no basis for the marriage because his wife was still alive. So uh, now, actually, Mutter Bekrova, later on in life, should he choose to, he could marry the sister's uh, relatives. Um, let's say, uh, um, uh, Rashi says, uh, well, Mutter uh, Bekrova he could marry relatives of the, uh, of, of the sister. Uh, let's say the sister had a daughter. This would be his niece. Right? Vishnia uh, muteres pakrova, and she could marry his relatives. the mes rishona. And if the first wife dies, muta vishnia, then he's permitted. Okay. Next case. Omerlo, mes ishto. They told him, Your wife died. the host, and he married the sister. Rakak Omerlo, kayim She was alive, umesa, but then she died. So in this case, the question is, what about the kids? HaVlad Rishon, the first kid born when the sister was still alive, is a mamzer. The last kid is not a mamzer. Rabbi Yossi says says, uh, he disagrees. He says, kosha posa yideh kei, posa If, uh, we'll have to see what this means in the Gemara, but anyone who would be puzzled through others will be puzzled through him. The kosha ain't ain't a Again, the Gemara is going to explain, as Rashi says, the Gemara mafarshle. So I decided to wait and not explain it either. So, okay, let's see the Gemara. Um, so getting back to the first case, this was the, uh, the case was uh, his wife went overseas and they told, her, they told him she died and then he wanted to marry the sister. Uh, uh, so what about the sister's husband? Where was he? So we didn't really deal with that. Uh, what about if the sister's husband was on the same boat? In other words, they told him his wife died and the sister's husband. Uh, and then they found out that they survived, right? So that's, the case got a lot more complicated, right? Uh, the sister's husband is called Giso. That, that means her brother-in-law. Uh, how do I know it, Rashi? Giso, baal achos ishto. The wife, the husband of your wife's sister. Uh, they told him your wife died. Uzu amar uh, and they told the woman that her husband died. And then the wife and the brother-in-law. So the, all of a sudden, the, this case is, is, is uh, doubly uh, lethal. In other words, the, we've had, we had the case before where the person t- was told their husband died and they remarried. And we had the case where the person was told their wife died. and they, In this case, there's two, uh, there's two people. There's the wife and the, uh, the, the sister's husband. We added to it. We didn't have this until now. And and uh, both, they, they told him that your wife and your sister's husband, their their cruise ship sank, their ship sank, and uh, they both died, no survivors. So now the, the, uh, the surviving uh, husband wants to marry his wife's sister. And now what happens if he finds out that not only is his wife alive, which means he's not allowed to be married to the sister... But he finds out that not only was she his wife's sister, she was also a married sister, because her husband's still alive. So it's it's a double, it's a double sin. He's he's had relations with his wife's sister, and he's also having relations with a married woman. So now one of the ramifications. So Abagapta also Ahani hani Giso agiso, and now. Uh, the, uh, the this wife's sister can't go back to her husband. So the question is, can he go back to his wife uh, in this case? So uh, in other words, uh, the, wife's hus- the sister's husband shows up at the door and says, what are you doing living with your uh, brother-in-law? I'm alive. And so she can't go back to him now because she committed adultery. So even though she's in hot water, he can go back to his wife because uh, a, man is, um, a man doesn't commit adultery in the same way because uh, a man only commits adultery, um, uh, he's allowed to have more than one wife. He doesn't become forbidden to his wife if he commits adultery. So he just wants to go back to being married to his wife who he thought died. Below Amrinan, in this case we don't say mitoksha Giso Agiso. Well, since your wife's sister became forbidden to her hubby, to us or ishto love, so your wife should be forbidden to you. It's only fair. We don't say such a thing. Um, so that's an interesting halacha that you you might have thought there has to be everything has to be equal. Uh, not necessarily. There's a rule that if a, a married woman uh, is uh, commits adultery, even by mistake, she doesn't go back to her husband. But that doesn't mean that a husband uh, necessarily can't go back to his wife if he lived with the, uh, the married woman. The rules are different. This must not be like uh, this, uh Then it would be, uh, this would be the sister of um, his divorced wife, Titania. Kol arei ain't uh most uh, if you're married to somebody forbidden, you usually don't need a divorce. except for a married woman, this is If the woman originally was told she could marry, even if later on we find out it was uh, the information changes, uh then that divorce uh a person is considered a divorce. Most of even if somebody was married to the wife's sister. Kiva doma Kiva boy get if you have to give the sister a divorce, now you would be forbidden to your wife because because your wife is a sister of a woman you gave a divorce to. So um, basically, this same case: he, the husband, persons married to a woman, and the woman's husband and the woman's sister went on a boat together across the seas. And they get information back that the ship sunk, and both the sister and the sister's well, the wife, the wife and, her and her brother-in-law died. So, and they both marry the the husband marries his wife's sister, and uh, now he finds it. And he went to Baysden, and Baysden said, "Go ahead, you can marry the uh, You can marry your wife's sister if you want to." Uh, your wife died. The information is there, and uh, they told her the information that your husband died. And now they find out uh, that, um, uh, guess what, this marriage is not a good marriage because the ship didn't sink and they're headed home, the, uh, the husband and the, and the wife's sister. So what does he do? He needs to give her a divorce because, according to Revi Kiva, when you live with somebody as your wife and you got married through a Beisden, you need to give them a divorce. But now there's a problem. Now he can't go back to his wife because his wife is the sister of a woman he gave a divorce. Uh, um, that's called achos grusha. You're not allowed to marry the sister of your ex. So, according to Rabbi Kiva, since he he lived as a married man, even though he wasn't supposed to, with this woman, and he's required to give her a divorce, she becomes his ex. Once you have an ex, you can't marry your. He can't go back to his wife because now he's. Um, you could see that that relationship will be more complicated to go back to the wife now that he had lived with the sister. <laughs> that's it. So that's a isha <laughs> Grusel. What's the case of the, uh, the wife of the brother? <laughs> uh, what, what? That's a new case. What's that? <laughs> Your brother got engaged to a woman. <ispering> and then he traveled across the seas and he heard that his brother died and then you went ahead and you married uh, the woman, the army inish everybody thought if you marry the brother 's wife that the original marriage wasn 't a complete marriage shapir and it was totally legit that the second husband uh, um, they didn't you know they didn 't know about Yibim or anything they the first the first wife wasn't fully taken Isha nami, and when you marry the wife's sister, maybe maybe the case also is we're changing the cases uh, we're getting into cases where they weren't totally married, they were just engaged uh, that he was he had proposed to the woman, and then she travelled died and then he marries the sister dusha and he's this, everybody's assuming that uh, the new marriage is okay because the original marriage, they were only engaged and and never went through. But if somebody was fully married, would you say that somebody would say it wasn't 100%? Our question is, whenever really people moved in with each other, we require a divorce because it really looks like they're married. So, Umar leir i revikiva lisna well, if we're going like that, opinion that they need a divorce. Uh, there's a, It should also say chamosa. Um, uh, the case of the mother-in-law. Because uh, Rabbi Kiva says if a person chooses to marry their mother-in-law after their wife dies, la uh, Um The uh, the the he holds the. The question is is it still equally forbidden uh this relative um let's see rashi e Revi Kiva. It's right in the middle of the page. Uh, you got to know these rules really well over here. the uh e masnis and Revi Kiva, the Mahafikkaluk may now, if we want our mission to fit like Revi Kiva, why didn't we list the case of the mother-in-law Ola maysi Steha, they told him your wife died, and you decided to marry your wife's mother, the ima. The Revi, Kiva ishtoshari. Revi Kiva permits the mother-in-law after the wife dies. That's interesting. Uh, sister. Like the sister somewhat, yeah. The, uh, it comes out that that relationship was forbidden while the wife was alive, but if the wife died, so um, you like that family, so you marry the mother-in-law. So uh, it should have listed that case like Revi Kiva. Let's go back to the Gemara. Dashmiler de'omar chamos la'chamisa Labistrefa. It's not uh, you don't get in trouble. There There's certain relationships that you get in big trouble, and there's one that you don't. Rav uh, said, It's a question of darshaning that Pusik, um, uh referring to the forbidden relationship. So, he holds that they're agreeing. It's just a question of which pasuk. That it says one, both of them. But he says no. Not, um, uh, according to the first view, everybody agrees that you get burnt for, uh, you know, you're not allowed to marry your mother in law, even after death. But according to the second view, there would be a, 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 there would be a way to learn that the mother in law is okay. So according to that view, that if there's this, uh, the mother in law is similar to the sister that you could marry, why wouldn't it have listed? So we jumped into this because we were eager to learn that Mishnah like Kiva, And so the Gemara is just saying, well, if you're going to learn that like Kiva, then we wouldn't have limited it to the sister. We could have also listed the mother-in-law because there is a version in Kiva that the mother-in-law is permitted. So the Gemara says, uh, even though the Torah says we're not going to burn you for marrying your mother-in-law, "mi it doesn't mean it's okay. Uh, and it should be uh well okay and that so uh we're we're saying that uh it, maybe you misunderstood the limitations of marrying the mother in law that we don't want to uh that's uh, uh so uh therefore the Gemara now is saying uh, it's not a it's not a proof that it's not Rivikiva the fact that we didn't get into the mother in law even even though there was a scenario that it's not as forbidden as you think that doesn't mean that it's totally okay so the bottom line is again there's a complicated discussion about uh, the mother-in-law has to do with that pusik of darshaning, the s, uh, uh, the the them, and uh, but we don't have a question that would prevent us from learning that it's like Revi Kiva, and uh, so uh, that uh, the um, uh, and we don't have a proof that it's not like Revi Kiva. Okay, fine. One final question: Shouldn't uh, a um, if you sleep with a woman's sister, shouldn't that forbid you to the woman? That's the Morris question now. We don't like him going back to his wife like nothing happened. Uh, why, why should it be a problem? Um, when the woman's husband goes across the seas and she has relations with somebody, she's forbidden to go back to her husband. So why? I mean, basically, he lived with somebody who's forbidden, uh, uh, a forbidden relationship. Shouldn't that make them forbidden? So the more says lo dummy isha de mesirisura So we'll we'll leave that question for tomorrow, what the difference. I, I just want to do it because you were probably wondering why that is. Uh, so the is going to deal with it. Okay. Have a great day, everybody.